You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. What shall we say, brothers, when you come together, everyone has a hymn or a word of instruction, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation. All these must be done for the strengthening of the church. He's talking about things that happen in a public church meeting that build us up. Hebrews chapter 10 encourages, don't stop meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but do so even more as you see the day approaching. One of the first ways people get pulled away is to stop the regular meeting. Meeting together with fellow believers is vital to your spiritual health. Even Adam, a man who was exactly who God intended him to be, needed companionship. It wasn't good for him to be alone. As Pastor Danny warns in today's message, once you give up meeting with fellow believers, you make yourself more vulnerable to attacks of the enemy. As much as it's possible, spend time in fellowship and actively seeking God with other believers. It's critical to your growth as a follower. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of Jude, verse 20, with today's edition of The Living Word. I believe all the gifts are available today, and I don't see anything in the Word that says otherwise. I haven't experienced all the gifts. I've been wanting this gift for years, and God hasn't given it to me. And I accept that. I believe I'm baptized in the Holy, with the Holy Spirit. I believe I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. That's not an issue with me. God gave my wife the gift of tongues. It's a good gift. Let me, let me read 1 Corinthians Chapter 14, 1 Corinthians 14, verse 4. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. And this whole section is about the confusion and uh, terrible things that were happening in the church of Corinth because it was, they were out of control in terms of expressing gifts. And this is written to bring order. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 14. If I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. And yet... If God's given us that gift, uh, one of the purposes right there is to edify, to build up. You can pray. If you read that whole chapter, uh, you can sing sometimes and worship the Lord in this gift of tongues. You can pray, and, it, and some people call it a prayer language. Again, my wife has it, and uh, I know some of you are uncomfortable with that, but it is what it is. It is what it is. It's a good gift. It's a good gift. And praying in the Holy Spirit sometimes is exercising this gift. And if you'd like it, ask God for it. And if he wants you to have it, hey, he'll give it to you. He hasn't given it to me. And then third, keep yourself in God's love. Keep yourselves in God's love. Boy, this could be a whole message in itself. How do I do that? John chapter 15. By the way, I'm so excited about this message. This is one of the most practical messages I could ever share. I really believe that. And if we'll do it, if we'll do something about it, I'll tell you what, it'll change your life. John chapter 15, verse 9, Jesus said, As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. How different Balaam and his life would have been. The story there in Numbers chapter 22 I referred to last week. When God says to him, when the people from the king of Moab come, to hire him to put a curse on Israel. And God says to him, do not go with them. What did he do? 
he went with them. He went with them. If he'd have just obeyed, listen, nobody can make you obey but you. Nobody can make me obey but me. The only one responsible for my obedience is me. And it's a choice. God said to Cain, if you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you. He wasn't willing to obey. Proverbs 19.3, a man's own folly ruins his life. Now, let me give you a second one on this one, keeping yourself in God's love. First of all is obedience. Second, church meetings. Ooh, this is so practical. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 again. 1 Corinthians 14. Verse 12, so it is with you, since you're eager to have spiritual gifts, try to excel in gifts that build up the church. Verse 26, what shall we say, brothers, when you come together, everyone has a hymn or a word of instruction, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation. All these must be done for the strengthening of the church. He's talking about things that happen in a public church meeting that build us up. Hebrews chapter 10 encourages Don't stop meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but do so even more as you see the day approaching. One of the first ways people get pulled away is to stop the regular meeting. And then Christian relationships. Go back to John. Listen, this is fascinating. John chapter 15, I just read where Jesus said, now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you'll remain in my love, just as I've obeyed my father's commands and remain in my love. Then you don't want to miss verse 12. Listen to it. My command is this. Here's his command. Love each other as I've loved you. Says it again, verse 17. This is my command. Love each other. What that means, practically speaking, don't miss it. First John uh, says, let us not love uh, with words or tongue, but with actions and in truth. And it says, if we see our brother or sister in need, uh, we reach out to help them. That means you're in such relationship in the church that you know somebody's need. Now, you won't know everybody's. But you're involved somehow, small groups, ministry together, and you know one another so well that you know what need they have, and you're able to reach out in love if God's provided for you to be able to do that. So practical. Once we become relational in the church, please don't be surprised when you find out that your brothers and sisters are just as imperfect as you are. Ephesians 4.2, bear with one another in love. Bear with one another in love. You know, one of my first disappointments getting involved with the church right after I became a Christian, a Sunday school teacher rebuked me. I didn't receive it initially. I didn't receive it. I I thought it was a little too much. I won't tell you what I did, but I just thought, what's, you know, what's the big deal? And then the Holy Spirit so convicted me. I later went back to that Sunday school teacher and I apologized and I thanked them for loving me enough to rebuke me. You see, if we're tied in together in such a way that we can not only reach out to one another when we have need, but we're so tied in together that when we see a brother or sister and they need that rebuke and we love them enough, we love them enough to do it. Those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline. That's what the Lord says. Proverbs 27, 5 and 6, better is open rebuke than hidden love. Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. People that always just want to say nice things because they don't want to ruffle anything in the relationship, they don't really love us. People that really love us, if we need a confrontation, they will confront us. That's real love. 
He who listens to a life-giving rebuke will be at home among the wise. And then there's one more. Keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. This one's pretty easy to understand. Keep your head in the clouds. I told you before, I'll say it again. Anybody ever says to me, your head's in the clouds, I say thank you. Come on, everybody, read this with me. Come on, you ready? Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Isn't that tremendous? I think about heaven every day, every day. But I've been thinking about it this week more than normal. Because I told you last week our family dog died. I still can't believe how much I miss that dog. And I keep thinking. I just, I just, it just keeps coming into my mind. It keeps Revelation 21. There's coming a day there'll be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. And then the Holy Spirit says to John, Write these words down because they are trustworthy and true. You imagine? We're going to live in a world one day. I'm going to live in a world. There'll be no more death. I've been thinking about that more than ever before this week. No death. No mourning. No crying. No pain. No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he'll provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. I really pray we don't just hear these words in the closing of this wonderful little epistle epistle of Jude. To him who was able to keep you from falling, that's his part. But if I don't do my part, he can't do his part. If I'll stay away from ungodly influences, if I'll keep up the spiritual disciplines, spiritual exercises, if I'll stay in fellowship with committed, genuine committed believers, fellowship where we really are tight, and if I'll keep my head in the clouds, one day I'll stand before him, and you will too. And he'll say, good job. Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joys of your Lord. The book of Jude reminds its readers of a common problem of the early church, false teachers. These are people who would come into the church and spread lies or try to add to the gospel message. They didn't follow the simple truth of giving your life to Jesus. They tried to make Christianity their own kind of religion. Does this sound familiar? Sadly, false teachers are still a problem in today's world. People pick and choose which parts of the Bible they like and disregard the rest, creating their own version of following God. Jude's encouragement rings true for all believers now. Fight for the truth. As you follow Jesus, don't be afraid to stand for what's right and turn away from what's wrong. Learn what the Bible says, all of the Bible, and don't let anyone try to steer you away from it. 
We hope today's message on the living word has been encouraging to you. We'd like to let you know that we're praying for you as you stand for truth. Is there a specific request we could be lifting up to the Lord? If so, please send us an email at info at ccfstpete.church. That's info at ccfstpete.church. If you'd like to listen to more teachings from Pastor Danny, you can do so at our website, ccfstpete.church. That's all we have time for today. Thanks for tuning in to The Living Word.